time for 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It seems like not so long ago I was with you guys, maybe a couple hours. But we've got our second show today, and I'm very excited about this. This has been circled on the calendar for a while. Once Jason and I got everything squared away, joining me is Jason Hurley of 49ersCap.com. How are you, my friend? How are we doing? I am good, John. It's so great to be back on your show again. I love it, man. And if you don't know Jason's work, okay, let me, I, I got to put the banner up just so it makes sense. You got to go follow this guy on Twitter. He is the cap scientist, I would argue, knows more about the cap than anybody that doesn't work for the 49ers. Um, the dude just crushes it on Twitter. You can follow him at 49ers cap. Um, and then if, again, for any financial information about the Niners, you just go to 49ERSCAP.com. He crushes it. So for our live viewers, um, get your cap questions. If you've ever had a question, what does this mean? Help me understand this. Void years, likely to be earned contracts. We're going to kind of jump in and out of all of it. Um, and I will be the guinea pig. It's almost like cap for dummies. That's the whole idea of the show. <laughs> So yeah. we understand some of that stuff, and it, so anyway, let's let's start here with Josh. He's the man. He comes out and he says, "How cheap will this draft class actually be in total, roughly?" Because I'm seeing people saying we're going to need nine million dollars cap space, which I don't think is correct to sign the rookie it, class. To sign the rookie class in the off season, once the draft's over and everything, and we know who we have, it's actually. If we were to have all 11 picks, it would be only $677,000 to sign them. The reasoning behind that is only the top... Uh, the, 51? The, the yeah, top 51 count when the in the offseason. So only the third round picks are going to count, really. And then the rest of the picks, their prorated bonuses count but that doesn't make up much. So in all, all in all, the number is about 3.2 million, but then you got to take away 870,000 times three times three, because they're replacing someone on the top 51. There we go. So once you hit that, and again, because the Niners don't have top-tier picks, it'd be different if they traded up into the second round or something along yep. those lines. But with where they are now and their 11 picks, the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds don't even count against the cap. Now they still get paid. That, right. that goes out of the owner's pockets but doesn't affect the cap at all. So I've seen the number nine, eight, seven million out there. That's not true. So to put into perspective, Jason – where are the 49ers currently in regards to cap space just for this year? For this year, right now, I have them at two and a half million under. 
two and a half million. So they can afford one John Chapman. That's about the salary of that eye pool <laughs> year. Yeah, right. I wish. Um, so they're at two and a half million. Yet again, I think this kind of reinforces what you just said. Like we just saw the signing of another offensive tackle. Um, yep. We've seen, Matt you know, Pryor. Matt Pryor came in. Yep. Is it my assumption these are kind of veteran minimum guys that won't really affect that cap number at all? Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And so that's- if we're sitting at 63 spots or 64 roster spots, we've got 11 draft picks. That jumps us up to 75. You're saying you can keep signing these low-level guys and it will not affect that cap space whatsoever. Exactly. Look at that. The more you know. I freaking love this. Now, so, on, can oh, I – Go ahead. One thing about the NFL draft picks, technically you do need that $9 million that's being uh, that's shown out there on over the cap. But per, for cap reasons and, and, and in the offseason, only top 51 counts. So that's why you only need like 700000 this year. Gotcha. Now, another thing, and this is just me personally because I don't know the answer to it. I always yeah. get the term that the NFL has a hard cap, meaning you can never dip under. And if you do, you get penalized. However, there's always teams on all these sites with negative cap money. Can yeah. you help reconcile that for somebody that's, you know, again, you might have to talk down to me. Please be condescending because I know there's something missing up here in my brain head. So, but like, isn't there a, a date that everybody has to be on the positive side? Yes. They have to be under the cap the first day of the league year, of the new league year. So that was March 15th of this year. Okay. Right, everybody, so ha- now you can go yep. next week. Yep. So if, okay, hypothetically speaking, you just said $2.5 million. Let's say the 49ers go out there and sign somebody on a one-year, $5 million simplified contract, which would push us negative, $2.5 million. Could they do that and not be penalized? They wouldn't be able to do that. The contract would get denied, they would have to restructure a contract. So they'd have to restructure first, then do this. And this is another problem. Because the 49ers will restructure somebody and tell no one. And then we see they sign somebody, and we're like, whoa, where'd that money go? And then they leak out a week later, oh yeah, we restructured Joe Schmagen, you know, whatever, for this much money. So the Niners don't share these numbers, which I feel like, that makes your job pretty hard, right? Oh, it's incredibly hard. (laughs) incredibly hard because they don't they don't share anything they do not it's it's, it's the kyle shanahan um way of life just to keep everything share nothing all those things now we've got a good question here from oscar um he says would like to know how long we control the three quarterbacks on the roster and if we have a team option on donald after this year because man i don't know of many teams that have three starters of this I don't know, quality perhaps right. is the right word. So in your opinion, how long can they maintain this three quarterback system financially? Financially, probably two years. Probably two to three years that they're going to be able to afford. Um, Trey is signed through 2024. His contract has the fifth-year option, of course, right. for 2025. Brock Purdy is signed through 2025, and Darnold don't have a team option on him next year. It's just a one-year deal. One and done. One and done, which is smart for him. He's only 25. I get why yeah. he came. Yeah. So you're saying with Trey and Brock, you've got this year next year no matter what. That's in the bag. Yeah. 
the third quarterback would have to kind of recycle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then once, and again, if you pick up Trey's fifth year, which is uh, who knows with that now you would have three years, but that's a whole nother debate. We got to see what's going to happen and what that looks like. Okay, cool. Um, here we go. Big Papa. I appreciate you, man. He says, I know it's early and, and I, I didn't even want, I didn't even put this in the show notes, but the timeline, the Twitter timeline is a mess today, man. It is just awful. So I've got the genius here. Let's do it. He says, I know it's early, but it's fun hearing the Ravens and everybody else talk about Lamar and their quarterback issues and not about ours. However, if you open up Twitter, you're seeing everybody saying they're traded trade for Lamar Jackson and blah, 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 blah. Can you explain to me? Because I feel like I understand this. Why is this not a reality? Why could the 49ers not trade for Lamar Jackson? Simple. They don't have a first round pick this year. Don't have one. Don't have one. Whenever they franchise, it's the non-exclusive franchise tag. Is that correct? Right. Right. Yep. So if the Niners did hypothetically want to trade for Lamar Jackson, here's what would have to happen before you could even have a conversation with them. Can't even talk to them. You would have to trade for a first round pick that is ahead of their original draft spot. Okay. That would be one. Then once you do that, then you would bring in Lamar Jackson. You would say, okay, here's your five-year, $150 million, whatever. I'm just throwing out a number just to make it easy. Lamar Jackson would have to agree to it. Then the Ravens would have five days to match it. He's a Raven for life or whatever. Or say, nope, you can have him. Then our first-round pick this year that we just traded for and our next first-round pick would go to them. Then we would have Lamar Jackson. Is that the correct order of things? Yeah, that would be the correct order. Um, the only other way that the really that the 49ers can realistically or any team that does, does not have a first round pick is Lamar would have to sign that franchise tag and then they could potentially negotiate a trade that doesn't include two first round picks, but there's no way Baltimore's given up. Lamar Jackson. And if they could get him signed, they would keep him. Exactly. That's the issue. They can't get him signed. Yeah. And so he if he did sign, then trade makes sense. But Lamar ain't yeah. doing that. He ain't signing that tent, that tag. No. And then he on top of that. Deal. Oh, so, yeah, exactly. And even if the Niners could, let's say, agree to Lamar on this is how much we're paying you. Is there any way possible to fit a quarterback making $40 million a year, which is bad. I mean, he's probably going to make more than that. Is there a way to finagle that into the current cap structure for the 49ers? Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers 
for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm turning your hair no, gray, Jason. I no, apologize. <laughs> no, there's just no way. I mean, it would, it, it would mean costing the team a Nick Bosa, a Brandon Ayuk. Um, on top of the draft picks. On top of, right? Because they're they're not just gonna take you know Bosa for Lamar. They're gonna want draft picks. Yeah. And honestly, I wouldn't trade Bosa for Lamar. I understand Lamar is a great quarterback, and he is. But we've waited so long for an edge rusher like Nick Bosa. You can't. You just what, can't do it, and the financials don't even work. Even if you wanted yeah. to do Bosa for that, it still wouldn't yeah. do it. Still yeah. wouldn't do it. No, it wouldn't do it. So I, I like that. I appreciate that. Um, here we go. Oh, I got a question from Facebook. What's up, Chadwick? Appreciate you, man. He says, would you trade Ayuk to Atlanta for Kyle Pitts? Oh, I'm a no on this one. If you look at Kyle Pitts last year, he yeah. had 28 catches for 356 yards. I know the potential's there. I get all those things. I use coming off a thousand yard perfect fit. I'm going to be a no on this one, but it's a fun. And I think both teams would say no. I don't think Atlanta yeah. would say yes. I don't think the Niners would say yes. Uh, what are your thoughts there, Jason? Yeah, I don't know. Simple. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. No. I'd walk away. I would walk yeah. away from that one. Um, okay, here we go. Um, sticking with the wide receivers, Josh asked this. Likely scenario, we pay Ayuk and let Debo walk at contracts in? Um, I'm very adamant that the team can keep both beyond 2025 when Debo's contract is up. Yeah, so, now, okay, and again, let's, let's pause that. Let's okay. put some more... Texture to this IU deal. Right now, he's playing out the last year of his deal. John Lynch spoke earlier today that they have to turn in the fifth-year option on Brandon IU the day after the draft, I think is what he said. Um, what what are the cap implications once they pick up that fifth-year option? Because that's 100% guarantee it's happening. Yep. Once they pick up Brandon Ayuk's fifth-year option, next year he signed for 2024 – at fourteen point one two four million, that's fully a guaranteed. Yes, that's Full, a bargain. And so, even if he gets injured and plays zero snaps, that yep. is the fifth year option. The number one thing about that is guaranteed for injury purposes. Um, Actually, it's fully guaranteed now. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, well, yeah. We freaking got to have Jason on more often. They, this is awesome. They they changed that. I think back with the last revision of the CBA during twenty twenty. Okay, now again, okay, we're we're operating under the premise that the 49ers are picking up Brandon Ayuk's fifth year option. You just told us it's going to be about fourteen million, fully guaranteed. That's yep. for next year's cap hit. However, 
if they negotiate a contract extension like they did with Debo and all these other different, you know, Warner, IU, Kittle, blah, 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 that cap hit will be 14 and it'll shrink down, right, the following year. So that 2024 $14 million cap hit will go from about 14 to. I'd say in the 8 mil range, 8 to 10. There you go. So it would save you money if you extend them. You push yep. the cap down the line. Um, that's just the way the Niners and almost every team in the NFL do things. Uh, makes a lot of sense there. Um, so you just said you think that Ayuk and Debo can play out both contracts. Is that correct? Yes. Financially, there's room for that. Doesn't yep. need to. Now, yeah. I saw somebody put out there on Twitter. I think it was Akash, and I love Akash. He does great work. Not trying to pit yeah. anything against you. I'm just trying to create yeah. a good argument on both sides. He yep. says he doesn't think that you could handle a $14 million Ayuk deal, and I think Debo's got like $28 million next year. But you're saying if you do the contract extension, it's going to solve itself right there. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, and another reason why I believe full-heartedly that they will be able to keep both Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel is Debo's due $20.972 million next year in a base salary. They restructure that. They save over like $15.5 million. Where will that $15 million go? That would be cap savings. So it would just be it. straight save. It doesn't go to future years. It's just straight cap savings. Cap savings, and it gets prorated over five years. Okay, so now we're talking void years, which is yes. where I want to go next. My main mm -hmm. man, Yatsik, love the AVI he's got there. He says, I really don't understand why all teams add these void year contracts to extend it. Wouldn't a team want to be as current as possible with their expenditures slash cap hits? Talk to okay. First, before we even do this, tell me what the hell a void year is. If I am a five year old, like help me, let's make sure we're all in the same foundation here. Okay, a void year is sim simply a dummy year, it doesn't exist, it's only there for cap purposes. It is a dummy year. It okay, so it's just cap. Okay, so that just affects the cap and it just spreads it out an additional year. So, for example, Jimmy Ward is currently playing for a different team. But the 49ers yeah. had a void year on his deal, so we're paying him. Mm -hmm. I think it's like $1.5 million. I don't know off the top of my head. It's uh, $6.395 million. Well, I that, was way off. We, uh, <laughs> dead money. And that was because of multiple restructures they did with Jimmy Ward. Right, and so they just kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing, yeah. kicking the can down the road. Now, isn't there a concern, back to Yatsik's question, this is going to catch up to you. Like, this is kind of, you got to be careful, because if you do too many of these, I think we're kind of seeing, I think the most egregious offender that we have seen yet is Tom Brady and the Bucks, because Tom Brady's retired, he's done, and he's mm -hmm. still got like a $20 million dollar cap yeah, hit yeah like yeah that? something like that uh dead money hit i am not that concerned because if you restructure someone and add void years if, you, if you're restructuring a player that you know is going to be with you like fred warner and mooney ward those guys i truly believe are 49ers for the rest of their careers oh man i hope you're right so you don't have to worry about 
you know, going down the line. And if they wanted to do Eric Armstead, I'm not 100% for it. But if you believe the player is going to be here for at least two years and longer. So you, you I've always said three years. I Okay, I need – because this is one of my axioms that I always say. Restructure players that you think will contribute for three or more years. You say two years. Help me understand the difference between a two-year and a three-year restructure. Either way, really, two or three years, it, it, just, it really depends on the person, really. Okay. I like, you know, at, at, at least two to three years a player being here would be – the reason for okay. me to do it. Okay, I like it. So now, are the Niners more aggressive with void years than most teams? Average, back end, like where do they fit in as far as like pushing this off into the future? They're one of the few teams that I know of that have just started doing it. Really started putting void years in, in, into contracts. Uh, they started it by doing it in 2020 with uh, both Eric Armstead and Jimmy Ward's contracts. And yeah. we had really the, the, the team that kicked this off was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, when they kept every single starter from that Super Bowl team, yep. it was they knew, look, we got two years. We're just going to see what happens, and it's back to crappy football. And, and that's kind of yep. where they are now. Exactly. I like that. Okay, Coach Cruz has an awesome question, and I didn't prep uh, Jason on this, so I'm going to give him a little bit of time. <laughs> Which 49ers player has the worst contract in your opinion? The one that you look at and you just kind of like, I don't like this deal. It's going to get us eventually. Oh, boy. The hesitation is good. That means yeah. all the contracts are good, guys. Yeah. It's all good contracts. I <laughs> if, I, if I had to pick one, it's just Javon Kinlaw because he just hasn't produced. Because you, you can't get out of it without trading him to, to save any cap room. Yeah, it's like $4 million plus guaranteed rookie deal. So if you cut mm -hmm. him, you say zero cents on the cap. Zero. So that's why I keep saying, like, there's no reason to cut Javon Kinlaw because you get no. nothing. Also, a little teaser alert. Here we go. We're going to do this. Um, I'm going to be loading. I've already loaded and worked on Juan Salas. Help me out. I'm posting a breakdown later tonight, I think around 6 p.m. on our YouTube channel, um, of every Javon Kinlaw play in the second half of the NFC Championship. Um, and it, it, man, I think you guys are going to be pleased. I understand the first half he had those three terrible plays where he got posterized, but I, I'm telling you right now, it, it's, it's not near as bad as – it's not as apocalyptic as everybody is saying about Javon Kinlaw. Um, and again, just real quick refresher for the rest of this week. Uh, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., I'm going to have the John and Wayne show. Then we got BD Peacock from Locked On Niners. He's going to be on the show at 5 p.m. tomorrow night. And then Wednesday in the morning, 10 a.m., we got Rohan. Uh, we're going to be doing a fun show together. But again, just to update, if you're just tuning in, this is Jason Hurley um, at 49ERSCAP on Twitter and 49ERSCAP.com um, for all your financial information. And, man, we're getting some good questions here. I, I, I'm, I'm very impressed. Uh, this is fun. Big Papa. Are there any issues with signing Bosa and Ayuk this year? No. They could do, do it. They they could do it, but they're not going to. Okay, help me understand why. The team's philosophy, from my understanding, is they like to sign con 
They like to extend players when they're in the final year of their contract. So Nick Bosa is in his fifth year option. So that's so why they're going to Bosa this year, Ayuk next year. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's I agree because the cap hit doesn't even come into play. That fourteen million dollar cap hit for Ayuk doesn't come into play until that point. Okay, now let's do the same thing that we did with Ayuk's fifth year option, and we're jumping ahead a year. This is Nick Bosa. He's in his fifth year option currently. Yep. What is his cap hit if they don't get a deal done? What do you think his cap hit will be once they do, and they will get a deal done? Oh, yeah, the deal will get done. Right now, his cap hit is $17.859 million. Se- 17.859. That's pretty damn specific, Jason. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I love it. Yeah. So if Bosa's going to get close to $40 million a year, which I think is probably do, – do you agree with that assumption? It's going to be around there? At least 35 yeah. At least 35 to 40 so there's kind of the floor and ceiling. Yeah. But that's not going to be a cap hit this year. No, so he's seventeen no. million. He gets the extension done. What do you think that seventeen will drop to? I think it'll drop to around twelve. Around twelve. So that's another five million. Yep. That's another man. That's awesome. So that's good news there. Um, okay. Next question from Josh: Will the Forty Hours be restructuring CMC? He's got a twelve million dollar contract. No, no guarantees. Right. Why have they not redone? I thought this would be the first deal that they redid. This is what I thought too. And honestly, I I don't know why they haven't fucked McCaffrey's deal. He has no guaranteed money. He has one million injury guarantee. If he gets injured, he gets that automatically. That's not that that that's pennies to him. Right. That's nothing to him. He's getting, you know, I think his base salary is eleven point eight million. And if they were to restructure it, they'd save over eight and a half. But is there an advantage for them not doing it? Uh if he ends up hitting that proverbial running back wall at thirty years old, they probably don't want to isn't he twenty four? Six? He's young. Yeah, he is. I I got his. I got. I got it right here. Okay. Uh, so Christian McCaffrey is currently twenty six years old, two hundred ninety three days. So he's about to turn twenty seven, June seventh. But his contract's three years. He 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 won't even once his contract ends, he'll be thirty, but he ain't gonna be signed anymore. So I I don't know. You said the two year plan. Okay. Let me let me phrase it this way. In your opinion, Jason. Do you think that he will get restructured before the start of the season? Ooh, the hesitation. Ooh, I, uh, I'm going to say no. Okay. I don't think they restructure him. The reason why I don't think they restructure him is they don't want to restructure too many players and push the cat, the 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 money down the road. You got to swallow some of that themselves. medicine. Yeah, because you look at what New Orleans has done. They were 100 mil over last year. They were 60 mil this year. What team is this? New Orleans. Oh, they're the the biggest. Them and the Rams, I feel like, are the biggest, like, offenders. Yeah. So, here, okay, sticking on this, here's my question, because this is the comment I get on Twitter all the time. Salary cap's fake. 
Salary cap's fake, Jason. What do you say to that? Nope, not fake. It's just (laughs) easily, it's easy to manipulate. Okay. You can manipulate it. You can manipulate it by restructuring contracts, pay cuts, you name it, extensions. That's how you get more cap relief or or releasing a player. And, and, I mean, the Rams COO just literally emailed their entire, you know, season ticket holder fan base and said, look, we took advantage of the cap for way too long. We didn't think our championship window was open, so that's why we're doing what we're doing because we got to get ahead of the cap and we don't want to keep pushing it down the road. Like, the reason why they traded Jalen Ramsey and all this other stuff, like, they literally told their fans, we pushed everything in and we got we got the Super Bowl. Now it's time to take our medicine. And so that's the Rams. There you go. And the Saints are weird because they just will not ever take their medicine. Ever. They won't stop. And the Rams one, I actually have to see that because I, 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 I didn't get a chance to see that. That's hilarious. Yeah, they, they they're actually everybody. admitting it, that they abuse the cap basically too much. It's the way it goes. Now, sticking with that, Javier asked this. Who has the highest cap hit this year for the 49ers? Trent Williams does. Trent Williams? Is that – it's – okay, so let me let me ask this. There okay. was a possibility Trent Williams almost retired or at least considered it. He's coming back. Right. What happens if Trent retires after this season? 49ers win the Super Bowl. They hoist, hoist the Lombardi. Trent goes off out on top, rides into the sunset. The 49ers cap situation there for the future, what does that mean for us? It one, it definitely leaves a big hole at left tackle. We all know that, but two, for the salary cap wise, it 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 means a lot of money is freed up down the line. Oh, okay. So it's not like a death penalty if he walks away dead money wise. No, because he's got about I think it's about seventeen million left over that um guaranteed money after this year like um prorated wise gotcha so if he were to retire that would count and they would save like 12 million next year but they probably would do it where they would wait until uh june 1st june 1st yeah and maximize the cap savings okay another important date um, we, we got a couple dates. Let's do date talk. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the teams put in these, these terms. And whenever you're looking at over the cap, it's in the minor details. If you scroll down and it's just like, what the hell does that mean? April 1st. Okay. This works with Trent Williams too. April 1st is a key date for the mm-hmm. 49ers. Why Jason? That's the date that they choose to fully guarantee a certain, um, player's contract. So Ray Ray McLeod, when he signed his two-year deal, he got it fully guaranteed at the beginning of the year last year. And then this year, his salary, $1.08 million, is guaranteed for injury and fully guaranteed on April 1st. Okay. They, they do this because they love the injury guarantees. It's um, just the way of giving the player more incentive to, you know, play their hearts out, you know, play their butts off, yeah, stay fresh, don't get injured, and you're going to get that money. 
Yeah, and so that's a big – the players that I saw, Ray-Ray McLeod, George Odom, Mike Wisnowski, and then Trent Williams' yes. three-year option becomes $10 million guaranteed, which is it's going to be exercised, right, 100%? Oh, yeah, 100% that's going to be exercised. Like, I can't see that not being exercised. Okay, now date number two, June 1st. There's yep. all these things post-June 1st designee. Walk us through that craziness and what that encompasses. Okay. Basically, a June 1 cut, basically, it just – it takes the dead money that you were going to have if you cut a, if you cut a okay, player. Okay, time, time out, time out, real quick. Yep. What does dead money mean if I've never heard this okay. term before? Dead money is the money already paid to the player. So your prorated bonuses – in season, that's like their salary, their base salary that they're getting. You know, say a guy's played five games, he gets five out of eighteen weeks worth of salary. Okay, okay, and that and that would automatically be dead money. Now, so the June first, whenever you see that term, June first, that's in reference to dead money. Is that correct? Correct. Usually, or probably other things. Yeah, as well, I don't know that 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 money and. To maximize cap saving. Gotcha. So if you cut a guy on after June 1st, you spread out the dead cap hit. If over you cut two him, years. Over, yep. two, over years, two years. Yep. If you cut them before, you take it all in one year. Exactly. It accelerates all into one year. Okay, there we go. See, we're getting somewhere, folks. We're getting somewhere, folks. Now, Yatsik, he's got a good one. He says, are there differences in how teams draft? When they draft, whether they'll spend picks to move up and acquire picks or trade down depending on those cap implications. Are there teams whose decisions are based on cap hits or financials and kind of what they do with where they pick and who they go after? I don't believe so. No. I, the only team that came to mind for me is the Raiders, who are probably the most cash-strapped team ownership um right that, yeah that's about the only team that comes up now the raiders always crack me up I, am i wrong in assuming that because of the guaranteed contracts you have to put 75 percent of the guaranteed deals into an escrow account like yeah that, that's why i kept like saying that. yeah aaron Rodgers ain't going there because mark davis ain't paying that money right exactly yeah it's something like that i'm not 100 sure yeah it's it, going it, to escrow it, it's a mess. It's a mess. Now, um, man, this has been awesome. I, I freaking love this. And before we jump out of here, I just want to give you an opportunity, Jason. What are we missing? If you could pass along any nuggets of wisdom to the common football fan to help them navigate these financial crazy terminology stuff, what do you think is one of the most misrepresented or misstated stuff out there that you could kind of help us with? Does anything come to mind? Guarantees. Oh, okay. Please go on. Help us understand. Guaranteed money is normally the money that the player is guaranteed to get. Now, fully guaranteed is where it's at, is where you really want to know. Fully guaranteed money is what they are going to get 100%. So Javon, Javon Hargrave is getting $40 million guaranteed. Fully. So he there's guaranteed and fully guaranteed? Those are Guar two different things? Yeah, guaranteed. Um, <laughs> regular guarantees, people get it mixed up so much. They think, oh, my God, we're giving this guy 
a hundred million guaranteed. Like when Nick Bosa signs his contract, it's probably going to come in over a hundred and ten million guaranteed. But the real number you want to look at is the fully guaranteed, and it's likely going to be over eighty-two million for Bosa. Okay, okay, there you go. I remember when all the same wide receivers were getting their deals done: AJ Brown, Debo. Curtis Samuel, and they all had the McCorn. same name, and Metcalf. Like one player had the yep. highest guarantee, another player had the highest fully guarantee, another player had the highest AP wide, another player had the highest so- signing yep. bonus. And the agent did it so every single one of his clients could boast, you got the most money, you got the most money, you got the most money, you got the most money. Like it's just – Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ugh, it's hilarious, man, the, yeah. the way – and the salary cap works hard, but those agents work harder, man. I tell you what. Um, and oh, yeah. happy, I love to see people get paid. And if there's one thing I can, they earn. They, these guys' they, bodies are going to be earn that. Yes, and yeah. I know it's in in exorbitant amounts of money, but man, when people get paid, celebrate it. I, I don't give a damn if it's for a team I don't like, if it's for whatever. You know, Mike McGlinchey going and getting paid by another team. I freaking love it. Um, celebrate happy, other people's happy success. for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not your I, money. I get... It's Jed York's money. No, He's got a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and now it's the new owners of the Broncos' money. So, hey, they got the money. I love it, man. They got so, that money. Before we jump out of here, Jason, one more time, where can we support you, get your content and all those things? Where do we find all of your hard work? And we want to say thank you for the community because I know all us content creators, I think that's what I am, podcaster, I don't know, whatever. Um, We use your resources and you help educate us all the time, so it's a pleasure having you on. Where can everybody else get your content and find your content? Uh, Go to 49erscap.com or follow me on 49 on Twitter at 49ers cap. That's a pretty cold uh, Twitter handle. I'm just going to be honest. You, you freaking secured that one pretty good, man. That's, that's I was pretty happy. Solid. I was happy when that was available. <laughs> my, my Twitter handle is JL underscore Chapman. It's like terrible. It's <laughs> terrible because there are so many John Chapman's. Uh, there's yeah. just too many of us. It's just what it is. Shot J. I want to say thank you, man. He says, um, Want to say props to the Rush crew and all the behind the scenes doing what they do to keep things going smooth. Man, it's a team. I know I'm always the one up here with the big rosy cheeks, but we've got – we're building an army uh, in the most positive way we could possibly say that. Um, I'm excited. And, you know, the producers of this show that make everything happy uh, happen, uh, Philip Kingsford, Kilted Niner, 49ers, George, 365, those guys, the lifeblood, the Patreon community. We're at 400 Patreon subscribers, which is just awesome, and I'm so thankful. Um, and just a reminder, this Wednesday, baby, we got our 1994 watch party um, at 5.30 p.m. Wednesday. So that's what we've got going on. Well, Jason – just want to say i really do appreciate your time your knowledge and just educating us so that we could understand what's going on man you are the absolute thank best thank you standing thank you so invitation much, on here anytime you want to jump on man because anytime. Uh, i learn something every time yeah and anytime you want me on just let me know do appreciate it and for everybody else hopefully you enjoyed this until next time that's going to do it for us until next time thank you jason and stay strong faithful